Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for May 13th is 2 Samuel chapters 11 and 12 and 1 Chronicles chapter 20. It's the story of David taking a woman who is not his wife, entering into a relationship with her, and a lot of death and heartache ensue. It begins the story in 2 Samuel chapter 11 with the words, in the springtime, when the kings marched out to war, David sent Joab, his commander, his general, and David stayed behind. One night he's not sleeping. He goes up on his rooftop terrace to look around. He sees Bathsheba. Bathsheba is cleansing herself. May have been a ritual cleansing. It may have been just taking a bath, but scripture indicates that she was definitely cleansing herself. David saw that she was beautiful. He sent messengers to go get her. Even his servant in the palace said, is this not Uriah's wife? Uriah, who is your commander's armor bearer? David is adamant. He knows what he wants. She comes to him. They sleep together. He sends her home. She sends a message back to him saying that she's pregnant. David brings her husband home from the front line of the war. Tells him to go home. Relax. But Uriah refuses for whatever reason. He says, how could I go home and have a good time? How could I sleep in my own bed and be with my wife when we're at war? And he slept at the king's gate, the palace gate. David sees that his plot to cover up his adultery is not working out. So he writes a letter to Joab, Uriah's boss. It says, when war, when you're in the thick of battle, withdraw and leave Uriah there. And so he sends the letter with Uriah, his own death note. Joab does as he's told. Uriah is killed. Messengers go back. Bathsheba mourns her husband, Uriah, and then is brought in and is married to David. Nathan, the prophet, comes forth and says, David, I'll tell you a story about a man, a rich man, who had everything he ever wanted, who stole the only baby lamb of a poor man. David said, he deserves to die. Nathan said, David, you are that man. That story's about you. David repents, but the baby dies. The innocent baby who didn't choose to be brought into this world dies. 
We have so many questions. Was Uriah a good man? Did Uriah deserve to die? Most likely not. Was Bathsheba a good woman? Did she seduce David, as some people try to say? We have no indication of that. In fact, almost every single time she's mentioned in Scripture, she's referred to as Uriah's wife, even after she was married to David. Was David an evil and wicked person? Scripture seems to indicate far from that, that David was a man after God's own heart, that he was compassionate, that he was kind. But we can see here that a good, kind, God-fearing person, when they're not doing what they're supposed to do, can make some really terrible mistakes. David was supposed to be off at war with all the other kings. But he was home, taking it easy. You've heard the phrase my mom used to say, idle hands do the devil's work. He wasn't doing his job. He was distracted. He was bored. He stole another man's wife. That baby died. Is God unjust for allowing Bathsheba to become pregnant? Was God unjust for taking that baby's life? We don't have all the details. But it's almost sure that David and Bathsheba knew each other, at least knew of each other. David certainly knew Uriah, her husband. The tangled webs we weave. Was David forgiven? Absolutely. Was Bathsheba redeemed? Absolutely. Her second son, Solomon, preceded David on the throne. What were the consequences? David lost this first son with Bathsheba. He lost his firstborn son, his secondborn son. Civil war breaks out, and the sword never leaves his home, his family. His children are fighting and raping and killing one another. Sin has consequences, very real consequences. Fortunately, we can be forgiven, but we still have to deal with the consequences. If you murder somebody today, you'll probably spend the rest of your life in prison for murder. However, you can still be forgiven. The message of the cross is that Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. He doesn't always get us out of trouble. Oh, but he's very quick to forgive us when we approach him and ask him 
when we recognize that his way is better than our way. As a matter of fact, one of the most despicable people by the world's standards washed Jesus' feet with her tears. And some very religious people looked at Jesus incredulously, like, how could you allow her to touch your feet? Don't you know who she is, what she's done? Jesus' response was, the one who was forgiven much loves much. The one who doesn't really feel like they have a debt doesn't have much of a heart for God. So the question is, what's, what's your heart for God? Do you realize the depth of your own sin and how much he has forgiven? Or are you nearly perfect like a Pharisee? <laughs> God bless you as you think about it. Let's err on the side of much, much sin and much, much forgiveness. Much, much grace to you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow.